Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, Tuesday Kid Potters? Welcome to another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 529, and we are here in the Fantasy Football Championship Week. Hopefully, it's your championship week. You may have two weeks in your championships. You're playing round one this week and playing round two next week in week 18. I highly advise you do not do that in the future if you're doing it this year. But with the change with the additional game this year, some people and playoffs have been a little bit uh, manipulated and and, uh, different than years past. So if you're doing that, I highly recommend you don't moving forward. But if you're in it, then we're round one. If you're not, then this should be your championship. I know that some people wrapped up championships per usual last week. So maybe some people didn't move it up with that additional week this week. And they are just wrapping up in week 16. So if you're already there and you got the championship, congratulations. That hashtag TCK title. If you won a championship, you're following us here on the program through the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast and or Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube with the Fantasy Focused Network crew. I would love for you to post on social media, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you use. I would love for you to use the hashtag TCK titles, TCK titles, hashtag TCK titles. And I'm going to siphon through those and clip a handful of y'all to rep on the show coming up next week when we wrap up all of our championships. I am in uh, three championship rounds. I've already wrapped up one. Uh, I won a guillotine league this year. I'm in three other championships. So I will be playing for championships in four of my eight leagues, 50%. Not bad. I uh, almost got two more, but I had two tough beats, unfortunately, in the TCK Listener League and also in another league. So I was close in six of my eight leagues. I love that. Uh, one of them was a dynasty throwaway that I'm rebuilding, and another one I just didn't cut the mustard in an ultra flex league. Uh, new settings I was trying out, but unfortunately, my team just got struck with injuries all season long, had a tough time on the waiver wire, and uh, got hit with COVID late too. So <laughs> unfortunately, that team didn't work out. But I feel pretty good about it. Four out of eight is not bad. I've already got one championship. Hopefully, we can get three more this weekend. Again, this is episode 529. I'm bringing you the week 17 waiver wire ads. And I'm going to give a tribute to the late John Madden. Passed away today, Tuesday, 85 years old, born in 1936. Passed away Tuesday afternoon. I will give a tribute to John Madden. And we'll get going on the week 17 waiver wire ads after this message from Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. Five zero, believe 50 to receive your bonus from football to basketball to NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks. As I mentioned, unfortunately, we're going to start on some very sad news. The legendary head coach, player back in his day, broadcaster, and of course the namesake of the most successful sports game of all time, Madden football. John Madden has passed away at 85 years old today on Tuesday. I wanted to take a few minutes to open up the show to give a tribute to him and remember uh, John Madden and just kind of say a few words of what he meant um, and means, frankly, in my life as a football fan and growing up. I've got some of his accomplishments scrolling across the bottom if you're watching live here uh, and for the podcasters, of course, per usual, I'll run it down. Um, so just some basic knowledge. I can't imagine you're watching or listening to this show and, and aren't familiar with the name John Madden, at least. If you're a younger person, uh, you probably do not remember him as a broadcaster. Certainly don't remember him as a head coach. I don't. Um, I'm in my mid-30s and I don't remember him as a head coach. But he was a broadcaster nearly all of my life. He finished, wrapped up broadcasting in 2009 with Sunday Night Football. And he and Al Michaels, of course, had many years on Sunday Night Football. Of course, before that, Fox with many folks, but namely Pat Summerall, who passed away a few years ago as well. And his name, of course, uh, is synonymous with football. From the beginning, right, growing up in California in the Bay Area, as I am, uh, he was a stud in high school. Started getting a couple offers um, in the 60s to play college football. He actually got a scholarship from the University of Oregon. Some of you know that I went to the University of Oregon myself. I live in Eugene, Oregon, currently just a few miles away from the University of Oregon. So John Madden got a scholarship to the University of Oregon. He actually passed it up. He stayed home in California, ended up going to Cal Poly. Shouts out to Cal Poly. I got a handful of friends from high school that went down there and played a little college ball. He was good enough to get drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in 1958. And unfortunately, he had a uh, pretty much catastrophic career-ending knee injury in the preseason. Uh, in training camp with the Philadelphia Eagles and unfortunately never actually played an official down of NFL football. So he got out of that and he jumped right into coaching. Um, started as a, a kind of assistant coach up and down the ranks. And then he eventually landed, of course, head coaching the Oakland Raiders. Ten seasons with the Raiders, winning the Super Bowl 11 in 1976 and then 30 years of broadcasting after he retired in 1979 from coaching. Now, again, I don't remember him as a head coach, but I do remember him as a broadcaster. And his voice and his uh, uh, sayings, right? Boom, right? His his dots when he used to draw, uh, <laughs> circle a guy 12 different times, draw the plays all over the screen and whatnot back in the day. Um, before everything was computerized, um, he would kind of draw up the plays, essentially how it would go. Of course, you know, 
he uh, broadcasting, you know, his favorite player, Brett Favre, um, all those Thanksgiving days. The Turducken is legendary, of course. Barry Sanders games, all those Troy Aikman and Cowboy Emmett games, of course, as well. Sunday Night Football, um, he ended up a part of 16 Emmy Awards, Sports Emmy Awards. All told, he was also a part of 11 Super Bowls. If there's anything in the NFL, John Madden did it. Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame broadcaster, Hall of Fame head coach. And again, passed away at 85 years old. So fast forward to 1988, and he gets into video games, right? If you haven't seen his documentary yet, there's a number of them out there. I highly recommend you check them out. They're very informational, incredibly entertaining, larger-than-life personality. He was a big man in general, offensive line size. But his personality was huge. He was one of the first celebrities, if you will, in sports. Um, certainly the, one of the first that was not a player directly. You know, Joe Namath back in the day for Alabama and, uh, of course, the Jets uh, was really kind of the first, you know, Broadway Joe, right? Really kind of one of the first um, people to take on advertising, right? Uh, to take on his face in commercials and really create a brand for himself individually. But you didn't really see coaches doing it, uh, certainly not broadcasters. And John Madden was a non-player at that point that made a name for himself off the field uh, and on the big screen. Of course, he's in Little Giants. Um, he's in The Replacements. He's in a number of other movies, um, but also his video game, Madden of course, is uh, absolutely iconic. 1988, the first one came out. Um, and in 1997, I got my first Madden, Madden 97 on Super Nintendo. Uh, I got nine, you know, Madden 98, Madden 99, Madden 2000, and I got every one since up until today. I've collected all of them, and those games I'm sure will be collector's items. They already are. And... Uh, my most uh, impressive takeaway from the football game Madden, of course, it has completely transformed to what it is today from what it started as, obviously. Just look at the graphics, right? Um, but it was, for me, it was fantasy football before fantasy football. Now, look, there's some OGs out there, right, who have been in leagues for 30 years before we everything was electronic and they used to take the box scores and, you know, tally up the touchdowns and the yardage and whatever and create points. And they were doing fantasy football before it was mainstream. But so many people were not. And the game Madden, the video game Madden, was fantasy football before fantasy football, right? I remember as, as a kid in elementary school, I obviously you can play with your favorite teams, but then you could have a creative player, so you create yourself. I used to create the other high school kids on my high school football team, right? The, the one that played quarterback or wide receiver, running back, linebackers, whatever. I create my entire uh, high school football team and create uniforms and everything back in the day, right? And it allowed people also eventually you could actually do fantasy drafts right you could draft anybody and i know all this is obvious nowadays but you know growing up in the 90s like all these things were developing and, and getting the new madden and seeing what it was and the new graphics and then like michael vick and i know he's got a 
very scarred history, unfortunately, but when he and his character and his attributes hit Madden, what you could do with that player was untouchable, right? Absolutely dominant. Um, and, you know, you could draft pretty much whoever you wanted. And that was the first taste of fantasy football that I had, uh, certainly way before all this stuff. But, you know, I could draft, um, you know, Steve Young and Randy Moss and Barry Sanders uh, and Tony Gonzalez on the same Madden football team, right? Um, and that just wasn't something that you could you would see in the NFL. Uh, super teams, if you will. And it was just a lot of fun. So I remember that obviously playing. And another thing that was cool too is not all of my friends were football players or football fans, right? So they would still play Madden even if they weren't diehard football fans. They didn't watch games every Sunday. They didn't really care about football. They were Niner fans or Raider fans or whatever because we're from the Bay, but they didn't really care about football the way I did. But they would play Madden with me because the game was fun, right? And it taught people how to play Al Michaels and John Madden himself on the commentary originally. Then of course it turned down to Phil Sims and Jim Nance and then Chris Collinsworth. And now, you know, the show goes on with everybody else these days, but just an incredible revolution on what the game of football became through Madden. Also what it did, which fantasy football has done tenfold since it put players on the map that weren't necessarily incredible players in fan in real football, right? Um, it it shined on all players in Madden. You could have you know your favorite player, or whatever, who was old and didn't have the attributes, who wouldn't play anymore in real football. You could still play with them in uh, Madden. Or if you had a rookie or something and you had the game a couple years older, you know, all of a sudden you have all these great rookies. You know how they turned out, and now you have them on your fantasy team in Madden. So. Just an iconic move there and everything that it blossomed out to be. Um, so there are like three or four generations of people who remember John Madden. You know, not many remember him as a player because, first of all, it's back in the 60s. Secondly, he was he was good for what he did, but he wasn't, you know, a namesake. And we didn't cover college football back then like we do now, obviously. But he was drafted. Fortune career ended before it started, got into coaching. And then once he became a coach at the Raiders, his story of getting so close and getting beaten, so close and getting beaten, so close and getting beaten, and then getting over that hump and getting that Super Bowl is absolutely iconic. And then having that historical run with the Raiders and then getting out and going into broadcasting and then getting into Madden itself. And then, of course, these documentaries and everything else he's meant to the game of football has been absolutely phenomenal. So. I want to take a couple minutes. I know, you know, it's about a 10 minute uh, remembrance there of John Madden. Um, again, I can't imagine you're watching the show, listening to this broadcast and uh, not familiar with John Madden. Um, but if you're, if you just kind of know the name or maybe you've seen a clip or you've heard a, an audio clip or one of his fun sayings and you didn't actually see him coach or you didn't actually uh, watch a game that he had broadcast. Cause again, he finished up in 2009. Um, I recommend you just go on YouTube real quick and uh, YouTube is coaching highlights quick. He was very animated on the sideline again, larger than life personality. Um, so I recommend you see that with him on the Raiders uh, and also um, listen to one of his games, uh, just, you know, whatever, like a drive or two uh, of John Madden uh, calling a game. It was just phenomenal that that voice will always be in my head and uh, part of my childhood for sure. 
and uh, definitely going to miss him. He's been out of football for a long time. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, his family, of course, and everyone around the NFL that he touched, but uh, Al Michaels in particular. Uh, Alan here, obviously very good long-term friends, and, and Al constantly is paying tribute to him on Sunday Night Football, and I would imagine he's going to have a few words for him this week. Uh, just very, very sad. Uh, great run, 85 years is absolutely incredible. Um, passed away unexpectedly, unfortunately, uh, but go check out his documentary. There's a number of them out there. And also, um, if you want some entertainment, check out a comedian, Frank Caliendo, uh, who does impressions. If you haven't seen him, he does a great John Madden, um, pretty, pretty fun, pretty funny stuff. So John Madden, unfortunately passed away at 85 years old, uh, today unexpectedly, but want to, uh, give some love to coach and the legendary broadcaster. We'll take a quick uh, moment of silence here on the on the broadcast for John Madden, and then I will be back with my Week 17 waiver wire ads. All right, tough to segue from that, but we are going to do the best that we can. So once again, shouts out to John Madden and his incredible career. Uh, nobody in football has put their stamp on the game of football the way that John Madden has. There's been better players, better coaches, better commentators, better video game engineers, um, maybe better personalities, but nobody has the resume and full package that John Madden did, and uh, he just will not be replaced. So. Forever appreciate you, Coach. Rest in peace. All right, let's move on here to the Week 17 waiver Wire ads. Now, again, we're in the Fantasy Championship. Again, if you've already finished up, congratulations. If you were in Round 1, we'll get you to Round 2. We'll be back next week as well before we just kind of pull it back a little bit and run some DFS stuff. Also, I highly recommend that you tune into the channel the rest of this week. Bob and Jordan have your top 10 takeaways from week 16 heading into week 17. Those are great things to hone in on. We've got a couple new players coming up. Of course, I'm going to mention those in the waiver wire ad, but make sure you dial in to episode 528 and get it. Or excuse me. It'll be, yep. 528 will be Bob and Jordan uh, holding it down with your top 10 takeaways from week 16 heading into week 17. Of course, those are your player trends episodes coming up with Bob as well. Buck will be back also this week and then catch us everybody on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time for your start sits. If you have any start sit questions right now, feel free to jump in the comment section. If you have not yet already this season or on the broadcast, please smash the thumbs up. Give us a like. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching us, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. And of course, if you're listening back on the podcast side, please subscribe to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Leave a rate and review. It takes just a couple of seconds. We appreciate it. And again, if you've been listening to us and taking our advice this year and you have won your championship, or even if you played in your championship and you came up short, but you got all the way to the finish line, please write us a quick comment on the podcast side or right here on one of our comments and let us know how your season went. Take a picture of your winning lineup, your championship trophy, whatever it is, and hit the hashtag TCK titles, and I'll siphon through those and get those. And make sure to tag us, Sky Guasco, on Twitter, or you can hit me on Facebook, 
at Candlestick Kids or, of course, on Instagram at Fantasy Football underscore TCK Pod. All right, y'all, we're going to bring up my screen here and I'm going to share this with you best that I possibly can. I know it's not the best uh, for the screenage here, but I, I will um, see if I can help you out here a little bit. So, all right, let's get into our waiver wire ads. Now, I'm going to highlight these. We're going to go over quarterbacks first. All right, Trey Lance. Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers, most likely getting his first start. Jimmy Garoppolo has a sprain in his finger and going to be missing this game coming up this week here. Now, Trey Lance has only played, you know, one game, played a little bit of another, played pretty well. He's got the rushing upside, obviously, number three pick in the NFL draft this season. I am okay to stream him if you are, if you have been streaming anyway. Carson Wentz, for example, out due to COVID, okay? If you've been streaming other quarterbacks and you've gotten this far, right? Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfields, right? Uh, Jared Goff, if you will, right? Uh, Mac Jones, Tua, those kind of guys. If you've been streaming and the rest of your team is solid, obviously, because if you've been doing that and you're this far, the rest of your team's great. But if you've been streaming quarterback and you're looking for another streaming option this week, I'm good with Trey Lance. So look at Trey Lance against Houston this week. He is available in 90% of your leagues, so you can go get him in single quarterback leagues and in super flex leagues. He's most likely rostered, but because he hasn't played all season, for the most part, you might be able to go grab him. So take a look at Trey Lance on your waiver wire ad. He's my number one quarterback this week. Next up, highly unlikely he's still available, but he is available in just over 50% of leagues. That's Tua Tungavailoa playing pretty well recently, right? Look, Tua's not going to win you a week. I've been saying that for weeks. Tua is not going to give you 350 and four touchdowns, okay? But he's going to give you 250 and two, right? He might get you 250 and three. He's got a little bit of rushing upside also. Dolphins are playing well. So if you need another streamer, Tua would be an option there. Another couple names I'm not as excited about but are possible if those other two aren't available. Mac Jones for the Patriots, still available in 75% of leagues. Justin Fields should be getting the start with Nick Foles getting the start last week. Available in 75% of leagues. And look, Davis Mills for the Houston Texans playing well. He leads all rookie quarterbacks in number of games with 300 yards passing and multiple touchdown passing games. Davis Mills is that guy. He's playing against the 49ers, right? 49ers are playing motivated football right now. Their defense is playing well. They have to win to stay in the playoff hunt. So the Niners are going to come out guns a-blazing. But Davis Mills has been playing quite well. Again, he is my fifth because... I want those other guys above him, but if you need somebody, Davis Mills might be an option for you as well. So again, my quarterbacks, Trey Lance, number one, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Davis Mills. All right, let's go into the running backs here. Oh, excuse me. There we go. All right. I've got five and a half running backs on my list this week. All right. Number one, it's kind of a tie here. Boston Scott for Philadelphia Eagles and Daria Gumbawale for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now I say tie because it kind of depends on like what style of running back. Now Daria Gumbawale with James Robinson out is going to be the main featured back. Uh, I think he gets pretty much all of the touches in Jacksonville, but they're playing New England. And do you want all of the touches in Jacksonville? Now, something to, to, to think about here. Urban Meyer's been gone for two games, 
All right. We know that he put a cap on that entire offense. He put a cap on James Robinson specifically. Okay. Carlos Hyde running out there, whatever. Now, since he left, James Robinson had 18 carries in his first game without Urban Meyer. And then he had three carries last week. He got hurt. But then Dari Gumbawale had 17 touches after that. So that's 20 touches, basically 18 and 20 touches in back-to-back games for the Jacksonville running back. Now, if Dari is going to get all of that work, I want that. But New England is a very stout defense. Now, they're giving up 4.6 yards per carry to running backs. So there is opportunity for you know some chunk plays here and there. And if they can get down the field, maybe some scoring opportunity. But here's the deal. Even though they are, you know, uh, I would say, you know, middle of the road against the running backs, and it's a plus matchup, quote unquote, for running backs against New England. Think of the offense overall for Jacksonville playing the defense overall for New England. And New England has to win to stay and hunt for the division. I. Trevor Lawrence is going to have a terrible day. Bill Belichick, rookie quarterback, yada, yada. That's number one. Number two, if they shut down the pass completely, which I think that they will because they don't really have a strong passing game anyway in Jacksonville, then I think they're going to like look to the run more. Okay, cool. That's more touches. I just don't see without a big pop, a 20, a 30-yard run and a score or six or seven dump-offs. I just don't see it accumulating for Dari Gumbawale to championship caliber running back slot. Now, again, if you're just looking for like, if you have a stud running back and you don't have an RB2 or an RB3 and you just need a guy who's going to get you 15 touches and hope for the best, Dari is going to be that guy. If you're looking for somebody with proven upside and somebody who could have, again, high upside running back, it's going to be Boston Scott. He's got touchdown upside in this offense. The Eagles have led the NFL over the last five weeks in rush attempts and rush yards as a team. Now, some of that's Jalen Hurts, of course, but Miles Sanders has really stepped up. Miles Sanders is out this week. Boston Scott's going to be that guy. Jordan Howard is also on my list here, but again, if you're in anything other than a standard format, non-PPR, I don't want Jordan Howard. I want Boston Scott. Jordan Howard might get the goal line touches and could be frustrating as hell if Boston Scott dink and dunks and gets, you know, 60 of the 80 yards for a drive. And then Jordan Howard just runs it in from the two yard line. That happens with Philadelphia. That's very frustrating, but I'll take the upside for PPR in Boston, Scott. Also, they do use him on the goal line from time to time, right? So it's kind of a tie at Boston, Scott and Dario Gumboale. It's the type of running back that you need. I lean Boston, Scott, because of the overall offense, but Dari I think is going to get as much opportunity, if not more, because I don't see him having any competition in Jacksonville this week where Boston Scott and Jordan Howard and Kenny Gainwell, who had a nice ripoff run for a touchdown last week, should be sharing touches. So pick your poison with that one. Eileen Boston Scott, but Dari could be that guy too. Another couple names here. Rex Burkhead had a career day last week. I don't see it happening again. Um, again, Houston versus Jackson. I mean, uh, I just don't I don't see Rex Burkhead having another, you know, 25 touches. And even if he does, I don't know that I want Rex Burkhead 25 touches. Now, that being said, RB2, RB3, he's a good plug and play this week. If you need somebody, he's available in 80% of leagues. But again, if you're in the fantasy championship, I can't imagine you're looking for a running back like these guys. Now, if you had James Robinson or you had Miles Sanders, you might be looking for their backup. But you haven't been playing David Johnson. Right. So 
Rex Burkhead probably is not somebody you're looking for, but if the other guys are out or you're down, you know, whatever, you should only be playing against one person on waivers or fab if the rest of your league is kosher. But um, Rex Burkhead's on my list, but I'm not excited about it. The next situation here is going to be the Kansas City backfield. Daryl Williams and Derek Gore. Now, Daryl Williams is about 75% managed, so I didn't put him on the list to talk about, but he I just want to mention him here. Derek Gore, though, is getting the work. He's playing very well also. So it's going to be tough. Like, are the Chiefs going to be able to move the ball enough and play with the Bengals? The Bengals were on fire last week versus the Ravens, but the Ravens have a bad offense and a, and a struggle against the pass, obviously. Joe Burrow over 500 yards last week. I think Mahomes goes nuts in this game, potentially, um, just to prove a point because Kansas City really needs a statement game, but the Bengals are playing really well. So I think Daryl Williams and Derek Gore kind of eat each other in this game also. So, again, they're down on my list because I want that opportunity, right? So, you know, if you had CEH and you didn't have Daryl Williams and look at Derek Gore maybe, Daryl Williams might already be on your list. If he's not, he's a guy I pick up. I pick up Jeff Wilson also. Obviously, these high handcuffs. Um, but it's going to be Boston Scott, Dario Gumbawale, Jordan Howard, Rex Burkhead, Daryl Williams, Derek Gore for me for my top five and a half running backs there. All right, let me catch my breath, everybody. I'm going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor of this section here. It is our friends at Lightbox, and I'll be right back with the wide receivers and the tight ends. Here's a message from Lightbox. We'll be right back. Shouts out to our new sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to the dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones of blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white diamonds. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to. They really make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, let's get into our wide receivers here, of course. Wide receiver per usual. I've got a giant list, so I'm going to get into that. Why does it drag this? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There we go. All right. Trying to work my <laughs> work my angles there. Okay, take a look at this uh, wide receiver group here. K- uh, KJ Osborne for the Minnesota Vikings looks stepping in very well for Adam Thielen. Recently, Adam Thielen tried to come in, played a couple games, or excuse me, played a couple snaps. He got re-injured, left. KJ Osborne is that guy available in about seventy percent of leagues. I would love KJ Osborne. This week, going up against Green Bay Packers in the same game, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Now, missed last week with COVID, and Alan Lazard had a great game. Alan Lazard also on my list here, but I mentioned him last week. MVS coming off. Whoever that number two slash number three is for Rodgers, I want as a minimum DFS play. And if you need a wide receiver three, I'm okay with MVS or Alan Lazard. I Personally, think I want Alan Lazard over MVS, but MVS is also, of course, that deep threat there. 
Another one here, he's number three for me, but I really like the player and the situation this week, Josh Palmer for the Los Angeles Chargers. Keenan Allen came back. Austin Eckler should be back off of COVID, but Mike Williams is already designated out for this game, right? So Josh Palmer is going to be that number two slash number three, right, for the offense. Now, we've seen, you know, Jalen Guyton go off. We've seen Jared Cook have some good games. We've seen the backups, third, fourth, and fifth string here for the Chargers and Justin Herbert do very well. That could be Joshua Palmer this week. I love this kid coming out of Tennessee. I liked him a lot landing that spot number three. Also, he's a big dynasty guy for me because Mike Williams will be gone from the Chargers most likely next year. Josh Palmer becoming that number two behind Keenan Allen, and then Jalen Guyton is the number three. I think the Chargers are set up for a long time if they can retain Austin Eckler and uh, Keenan Allen there with Justin Herbert. So I like Josh Palmer a lot as well. Available in 95% of leagues, so fire him up. If he's not available for some reason or you want to go another way, look at Jalen Guyton also. All right, Rashad Bateman also on the list. He's been on my list almost every single week. Look, the volume isn't there, but he has the big play potential. I just want to keep repping him. And then Isaiah McKenzie came out of nowhere last week, right? You have Emmanuel Sanders out. You have Cole Beasley out. Stephon Diggs is getting that double coverage. And then we had Gabriel Davis, but he was out with COVID also. Isaiah McKenzie becomes that guy. Okay. The number two for Josh Allen, whoever it is, plays very, very well. It's usually Cole Beasley. He's out. Then it was Emmanuel Sanders early in the season. He's been out for a couple weeks. Then you have Gabriel Davis caught three touchdowns, four touchdowns in five games. He's now out. It could be Isaiah McKenzie, who had a great game last week. Available in 99% of leagues, DFS play minimum. Handful of names I'll throw out here as well. Kendrick Bourne, Robbie Anderson, T.Y. Hilton had a nice game last week, caught a touchdown. Braxton Berrios had a good kick return, also had a good work there with um, Zach Wilson. So you can you know take a flyer on Braxton Berrios if you need to for the Jets. Josh Reynolds. And then, of course, we have the Giants wide receivers that I'm not interested in, but I have to obligate, you know, obligatory add here. Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney. And then you have Zay Jones, Marquez Callaway for the Saints, Byron Pringle for the Chiefs, and um, Kyle Grayson Jr. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that's basically if, you know, Godwin's out, but Evans is out, Tyler Johnson can't go, um, it's going to be A.B. and Brady, right? But he needs a little bit more work there. So hopefully they can get uh, a few more, you know, help Brady out a little bit so you can play him in the championship. Because uh, the last couple weeks has been a little bit tough. But those are my wide receivers. Again, a lot of names, so I'll blast them out here quick. KJ Osborne, Vikings, MVS, Packers, Josh Palmer, Chargers, Rashad Bateman, Ravens, Isaiah McKenzie, Bills, Allen Robinson. Sorry, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is back, by the way, off of COVID. You might be able to pick him up, but I'm not really excited about him, unfortunately. Loved him coming in. Don't like him anymore. Alan Lazard for the Packers, Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots, Robbie Anderson for the Panthers, T.Y. Hilton for the Colts, Braxton Berrios for the Jets, Josh Reynolds for the Giants, excuse me, Josh Reynolds for the Lions, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney for the Giants, Zay Jones for the Raiders, Marcos Calloway for the Saints, Byron Pringle for the Chiefs, and Grayson Jr. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to throw out some uh, tight ends here for you. That might be uh, on your waiver wire, so you know, take a peek if you need to. Gerald Everett going up against the 
Lions this week. Tyler Higby coming back after a couple misses going up against the Ravens. We know how susceptible the Ravens are to the pass. I think the Rams go nuts this week here. Jared Cook up against the Denver Broncos. Tyler Conklin going up against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Cole Komet with the Giants. C.J. Ozama versus the Chiefs. Foster Moreau again against the Colts if uh, Darren Waller can't go. Pat Fryermuth should be back this week as well going up against the Browns and then Ricky Seals-Jones against the Eagles. The Eagles are absolutely horrendous against the uh, tight end position. So take a look at them as well. And then let's look at some DSTs here. Some of my further DSTs down the board here. I like the Chargers against Denver with Drew Locke, not Teddy Bridgewater, of course. The Browns going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, although the game is in Pittsburgh. New York Giants going up against uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. Seattle against Detroit. And the Packers against Minnesota. Um, this one's going to be tough. I, I would maybe fade the Packers a little bit, but if Dalvin Cook can't go again and they can somehow slow down Justin Jefferson, they might have a chance. Uh, and sneaky play here. Actually, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been playing horrendously, I like them at home on Monday Night Football against the Browns, actually, because, again, they got to show a little mustard. They got to get ready for the playoffs here, and I think they uh, might actually show up here. So look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. It might be a cheap DFS play as well. And then, of course, I'm going to throw you some kickers uh, quickly if you need somebody. Michael Badgley is my guy. At, uh, look, I want my kickers indoors this time of year, right? The weather's terrible all over the NFL outside, unless you're in Florida. But even then, you have some rain and wind. I want your, my kickers in, indoors here. So Matt Prater had a rough week last week, but Matt Prater for the Cardinals in Dallas. That's inside. Michael Badgley for the Colts inside versus the Ravens. I like that game. Daniel Carlson for the Raiders inside uh, at the Colts. I like that game as well. Um, and then let me look down the list here, just some deeper ones if you need somebody. Uh, Jason Sanders, always pretty solid for the Dolphins against Tennessee. And Brett Maher has, play, Brett Ma, Brett has played well uh, for New Orleans inside. And then Young Way Koo uh, up at Buffalo as well if you need him. Okay, that is going to wrap up our waiver wires. I know that's a lot of names. Throwing at you. I got a comment here in the uh, thread. Hit me. Juki Holic. Hit me with your question real quick before I sign off. Absolutely. Shouts out to, again to our Twitch family um, for really picking it up uh, lately. Thank you. People on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit the button, and uh, leave us a comment. We much appreciate it. And also let us uh, you know follow up on the podcast side. If you miss a live show, Follow up on the podcast side. Download the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll hit that up. Juki Hollick coming in. So I got Amari Cooper and Antonio Brown. Who? Which one do I want? So this week here, um, again, let's uh, let's bring it up here really quick. Let me look into this for you. Amari Cooper, nice game last week. Did have the touchdown. Antonio Brown had a great game, but didn't uh, didn't score. So Amari Cooper is at home against the Cardinals, and Antonio Brown on the road versus the Jets. AB is the true number one because there's no other competition. So I think I'm going to go him over the Jets. Um, but Amari Cooper playing well against the Cardinals, but they're pretty good against number ones actually. Um, so and I actually have Ceedee Lamb higher than Amari Cooper, so I'm going to fade Amari Cooper and go with uh i'm gonna go with a b i'm gonna stick with brady i'm gonna stick with a b 
even outside against the Jets, I'm going to stick with those guys. I know the Cowboys were absolutely nuclear, um, but I just uh, think they kind of, you know, I think they kind of uh, slow down a little bit this week. And look, they might rely more on the run as well to slow down Kyler Murray. So uh, that could be it. If you have a follow-up, man, go ahead. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to sign off here in just a second. So best of luck. Once again, for everybody else, feel free. Uh, trying to pick up the Browns off the waivers. There you go. Feel free to jump in Sunday mornings. All right, Sunday morning. It's going to be our last full start sit show Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific if you're on the West Coast with myself. Again, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, right here on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook, live every Sunday. You can become a super chatter and jump the line if you'd like to by making a contribution via YouTube. You can create a YouTube account by using a Gmail uh, address if you have not yet. It takes just a couple seconds. If you don't have YouTube or don't use YouTube, that's totally fine. You can make a contribution via Venmo at TCKPod, T-C-K-P-O-D, make a contribution, $1, $5, $20, $50, whatever, $100 if you've been with us all week or all summer, whatever it was. Um, any contribution lets you jump the line and we get to your question right away. We get hundreds of questions every Sunday. If you've been with us, you're familiar. If you want to jump the line, please hit us up via Venmo at TCKPod, or you can hit us up on a super. Okay, let me get to a couple more questions, and I'm going to get out of here. Uh, do you think I still need the Steelers instead? Um, Steelers or Browns DST, man. Again, they're they're both kind of tough. They're both really banged up. Um, uh, they're playing each other. It's it's a really tough one. I, I've got them pretty much back to back. Um, but I, I I would go. I think I would go Browns. I would go Browns. Um, they have a great pass rush. Obviously, TJ Watts an animal leading the league in sacks, but. Overall defensive front and secondary is better right now for the Browns. Big Ben is struggling. If they can, uh, if they can body Najee Harris a little bit and, and uh, Deontay Johnson, I think that the Browns will be fine in this one. Um, Nick Chubb, I think, has a big game. Jarvis Landry's back; he could have a better game. Baker Mayfield was embarrassing last week, but I think he comes back. Um, so again, I, I think I would lean the Browns uh, over the Steelers. Okay, this is the championship for your league. I know it is, brother. It's a championship for mine as well. Wishing everybody the best of luck. Thank you for tuning in this season. Uh, again, we will be back with you next week to break down a week 18 for those of you as well. Talking more DFS. After that, stick with us the rest of the year. Obviously, we're turning the calendar here. So, uh, you know, again, belated, um, happy you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, anything else you celebrate, happy belated everything. I hope it was safe for everybody. But stick with us after the new year also. All the way through the Super Bowl, we're going to be hitting up um, all of our uh, dynasty conversations, right? Start looking ahead to 2022. Start looking ahead at recaps of why players were what they were, that whether they broke out or they busted, and recap our drafts and where we went wrong, recap a couple of our teams, talk championships as well. So a lot of fun through the rest of the NFL playoffs. And of course, when we shut down here for fantasy regular season, we'll be looking at DFS. Once again, I do want to uh, give a shout out and uh, remembrance uh, to the iconic NFL figure, John Madden, unfortunately, unexpectedly passed away today at 85 years old. I wanted to uh, 
bring this up really quick. Again, 1988 was the first game of Madden, but I wanted to bring this up here. I want to mention all the names of the players who have been featured on Madden. All right. Check out this list. Starting in 2001, Eddie George, Tennessee Titans. 2002, Dante Culpepper, Minnesota Vikings. Incredible teams. Greatest show on turf here with Marshall Falk in 2003. 2004, Michael Vick with the Falcons. 2005, first defensive player, Ray Lewis. 2006, Donovan McNabb with the Philadelphia Eagles. 2007, up in the Pacific Northwest, Sean Alexander for the Seattle Seahawks. Vince Young of 2008. 2009, Brett Favre had a double in 2010, of course. We had Troy Polamalu of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Larry Fitzgerald, double dreadlock. I love that for the Arizona Cardinals. 2011, Drew Brees. 2012, the infamous Peyton Hillis season. And then you had 2013, you had uh, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. 2014, they dropped the Madden 25 in celebration of the 25th year of Madden football. Barry Sanders was on the cover of that one. 2015, you had Richard Sherman of the Legion of Boom with the Seattle Seahawks. Then you had Odell Beckham Jr., 2016, 2017. Rob Gronkowski, 2018. Tom Brady, back-to-back Patriots there. 2019, Antonio Brown. 2020, Patrick Mahomes. And the 2021-2022, Lamar Jackson. And then the double cover this year, of course, with the uh, MVP edition with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. So Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, the only players to be on twice. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal run there of uh, players looking at all those iconic names and stuff. So once again, shouts out to John Madden. Uh, blessings to him and his family. And uh, I expect Al Michaels to say a tribute uh, this weekend on Sunday Night Football. Great friends. And of course, they ran things together uh, from 2006 to 2009 on Sunday Night Football. Hope everyone's doing well. Stay safe out there. We got a lot of snow in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm bunkered inside, but I'm doing well driving safe. Hope everyone else is staying safe. Best of luck on the waiver wire. Best of luck in Week 17. Get that hashtag TCK title, and we'll come back and we'll celebrate next week. Good luck to you, Juki Holic, as well. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to give us a like, subscribe, review, and a comment anywhere you listen. Hit up the podcast as well, Fantasy Focused network on youtube twitch twitter and facebook candlestick kids fantasy football podcast on spotify on stitcher on google play on amazon play on itunes wherever you listen to your podcast as well this episode and all episodes have been brought to you by bet online your online sports betting experts and the believe podcast network i'll catch you next time i appreciate all of you for sticking with us all season long it's been an absolute blast Best of luck in the waivers. Let's get those championships. Let's have some fun, y'all. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Make the most of it, and I'll catch you next time. I am your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.